All right. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to the Pints and Polishing podcast. Um, this is a really cool episode because we wanted to target two different detailers that are trying to launch, trying to start. What do I do? I want to be doing more detailing. You know, actually, we had a guy actually in the warehouse the other day who he's working for a major company. And he came in and bought some coatings, bought a couple things because he is trying to. He just said, if I can get just a couple more people, then I can leave my job and go detail. Nice. So we want to do an episode on how do you start? How do you get the ball rolling? You're passionate about what you want to do. How do you get it rolling? And we have an amazing beer on. Yeah, Shipyard. Like, yeah, Shipyard's the brand. It's Pumpkinhead so is the actual beer. It's a pumpkin. I'm still, a lot of caramel in it. I'm still uh, Good sweetness. Super easy to drink. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the pumpkin. Sweet pumpkin. Sweet pumpkin. Sweet pumpkin. It's amazing. Hey, and it's a light. Hashtag hey, thank you guys so much as always for listening. Hey, please do Trey a favor and <laughs> review this podcast for us. Um, share it. <coughs> Especially, <coughs> wow. <laughs> I got choked up. Great intro. I got choked up. Great intro. Especially if you know anybody that is doing detailing small time or on the side or wants to go more full time. Cause you're annoyed at your current job. <laughs> yeah. Either way, like if oh, you yeah. know anybody that that's that way, this is a great podcast. To this listen is to. the one. Yeah. This is the one. Anyway, thanks as always for uh, sharing and leaving comments. We love you guys and uh, go grab yourself a pumpkin head. Cheers brothers. All right. Cheers. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Let's get ourselves a little beer, huh? Shipyard. All right. Hey, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Yeah. This is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Yo, this is DJ Eco Green. And we have a uh, fun little guest to stop by to hang out. Drum roll. Oh, oh trade of all, pure one mobile detail. Thanks, Trey. Appreciate uh, way <laughs> to pure, pure pop one, in there. Pure one <laughs> you don't even know I can remember your name. Nice. You want to side pour like oh that yeah way. I, I was doing that for the the Instagram video. You, you yeah. were not side pouring on Instagram, and you have a polish or pints podcast. Right, it was for the effect of the rewind. And I'm sure people were like, "Why the hell does this guy have a pints and polishing podcast?" Probably and does not know how to. Yeah, they're probably properly. right. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Hey, so we're drinking tonight, hey, uh, shipyard. And um, that's the only really beer oh I know. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. It's called Pumpkinhead. It's my number two favorite pumpkin ale. Maybe a month ago or so, we had my favorite on. And um, that's from the Pikes Place Brewery um, called Harlot's Harvest. Uh, this I drink throughout the winter and will buy cases of it at a time and leave it in the garage to go back and get it. What's it's your just, garage code? <laughs> I think I have it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, when you, oh, it's when, just so it's so good. When you handed me the case earlier, put in the refrigerator, I I, I kind of you snagged a couple. I got a little excited. I didn't though. Well, that's not even a case. That was just twelve. The other twelve are there, and the twenty-four pack is the case that I didn't bring. Oh, in. the twenty-four is the case <laughs> you strategically did not bring in. Yes, yes. and I'll strategically um, not allow all those to leave either. 
Oh, I know you will. Mm. Yeah, no, they'll probably, I mean, I might help on that. This tastes like a, are we supposed to go into how it tastes yet? No, we're not. That's, you, just, you just roll right now, Trey. That's uh, that's pretty That's pretty damn good. Thanks, going Trey. On? He's going to rate it right now. Yeah, he's going straight for the <laughs> jugular. All good, Trey, man. We appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate the invite. Um, we thought it would be a good one for you to swing by and uh, and stop in because you are a young cat. How old? 22. 22. You've been detailing how long? Uh. Like actually, like I guess professionally detailing. I guess I should say three years. Thank you. You've been professionally detailing for three years. Cool. All right. Nice. Wow. Wait. What's this? We have a special guest. Another special. Why do you always stop in as a special guest? That's awesome. <laughs> you want a beer? Long time to see. I gotta go pick up dinner. What? You can wait. What in the world does that have to do with grabbing a here? At least try it. Have you had shipyard? Um, Shipyard Pumpkinhead? Uh-uh. It is. It's quite delicious. So this is Tiffany with Twisted Mullins. She's been on twisted? a couple times, right? Huh? Cut that all backwards. Well, Mullins Twisted. Mullins Twisted. You got it all twisted up. You got it all twisted up. It's twisted up. What do you think of Shipyard? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I figured. All right, so been detailing for three years now. And the reason why I thought it'd be cool for you to come in and sit in on this um, is because we wanted to talk and take a moment to go backwards to when we first started our careers. Oh, um, yeah, Tiffany, pull up a chair. Um, and, and Tina, you stopped by too. So a lot of the DMs that we get are talking to detailers from around the country is, uh, you know, there's definitely plenty that are full-blown detail doing their own business, full-blown going into it. But there's a many of them that are either, A, working for a dealership like you, but really wanting, I think, in the inside, you would rather be doing your own thing. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You doing tell my me. own thing or being with, like, a, re a real detail shop. <laughs> okay, so not necessarily. You don't have to be the owner. Uh, you yeah. just want to be working more in, in a professional, professional detail setting. setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Trey, um, doing detail now with your brother, doing detail with us, but I know there's times that I think there's a scratch in your head that, you know, what it would be like to be on your own. So we get that from DMs on different people from across the country. I didn't mean, did I put words in your mouth or does that, is you just put words in everyone's that, mouth today, Marty? Does that, does that seem to, is that an itch? Yeah, that, no, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I just want to clarify because I knew DJ was about to bitch slap me. I was going to bitch slap you. <laughs> um, and so... And so that's we thought we would do an episode where, you know, DJ, of course, has been running a mobile detailing business now at, under his own name. Uh, eight. eight years. Yeah. yeah. Um, we started one together and then I had started one before. And then even in the middle of all that, we've opened up, you know, different. We did that auto spot at the mall. We did um, the valet service at the Spirit, Spirit Bank, Bank Event Center. Yeah. Uh, where we valeted cars and then cleaned them, and and that was fun. While uh, we had what the seventy, no, it was sixty sixers, sixty six. It was like a, a D D league, Correct. but it was before it was called D league. It was just, it was just that it, it was, was a league underneath the guys yeah. that didn't quite. They didn't. They're trying it. to make it to the NBA. Yeah, and they would come into games. We would valet cars and then we would clean their cars while they were doing it. So. Between the two of us, we've had pretty decent amount of experience trying to 
you know, eat well, trying or operating a detail shop or detail business. So we thought we could go back in the day, go break down if somebody wants to do a detail business, either in, in coming out of a dealership world or maybe there's a lot of people that are detailing out of their garages um, and really would love to have their own shop. So what's some step-by-step things that they can do and then what are some, uh, you know, stories, some experiences that we've had and wanted to take a moment to talk about that. So really, really great, Trey, that you came in. Tiffany, random stop by. Thanks for coming by. Um, I'm throwing the beer after work, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. So, DJ, break down um, when – go back to you were working – at Zuds, I had left. Um, you were now managing the car wash with another guy named Thomas. And, you know, go back and talk about the frustration that you had and why you decided to leave the business and start your own. Because there's going to be people that are in the settings of, you know, they're working with somebody or working at a dealership or working at some place and they want to start there. So what frustrated you enough to make you take the punch? Uh, I feel like a lot of us young guys, cause that back in the, you know, that was when I was a lot younger, kind of feel like we know how the business should operate. So we get frustrated because there's ways you want to do the business and you can't necessarily do it because you're not, you're not the decision maker. You're not the one that's um, able to make those decisions and so forth. So I wouldn't call it working conditions, but just overall, just really wasn't happy. And also there's really no room for, for growth. So uh, when I got the opportunity in the window to leave, I kind of just took that leap of faith and quit the job because I was making good money. I was, I don't know, was I 17, 18 years old at the time? And I was making a salary, which was unheard of for my age. Like, yeah. Well, that up. time, yeah, you were 18, 19. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but making a good salary. I mean, I had a great schedule. Uh, everything was good. It just really was no room for growth. And then just, you know, there's a lot of things you see in the company that you just you kind of want to change or do differently or whatever. So when I had an opportunity to leave, I just kind of had to make that leap. It wasn't a, do I have enough money? Um, do I have all the supplies, the tools, the knowledge, anything? I just literally just quit. And yeah, that's, <laughs> I had to I had to jump. So, I mean. But no, go back. Like there was, you were, from my recollection, once again, I'm not trying to put Hey, this is like nine, ten years, nine years ago. So go ahead. I remember you just constantly complaining about the owners for sure, and having. And I remember going, "Yeah, y'all don't remember. You all didn't know how much of a buffer I was between." Okay, so when you left, we got shit. You got shit all the time. Like we were just, we were just a number. It was never enough. They didn't understand if there was something. What, we do it this way it's like we can't do it that way because of this like but they don't understand because one guy owned you know was a doctor one was a lawyer one owned a communications company I, I don't know like they didn't have that they had great business knowledge but not that business knowledge and here we are at the ground level we know what it takes to operate and make certain decisions but we were kind of limited to what we can what we can do so just it was a constant especially me i was I was young and immature, but I still had a good head on my shoulders, but still like, I know it was tough to deal with as a kid or 18, 19 year old, but still they just didn't, nothing we said, it, it was kind of one another out the other ear. So, but yeah, that's definitely, yeah. I had a lot of, uh, 
a lot of confrontation with the owners there. They didn't like me too much towards the end of my my time. Actually, when I quit, they let they let me go immediately. They gave me a check and said, "All right, we'll see you." So, yeah, no two weeks. <laughs> but so, I mean, to put it in other people's perspective, it's it, it's the same story of frustrated in your job, can't take it anymore, no room for growth. You know, whatever, um, whatever it is that that makes but there was finally something that you just had enough so for me I was a little different but but similar I was so frustrated because so all my whole life um, I grew up completely religious completely in in southern baptist world where very conservative. You don't do certain things. If you do, you're going to go to hell. Like, like very, very, and you know, lake of burning fire, the whole business, like a lot of fear and a lot of, so, so very, very conservative. Um, I went uh, through school to actually to go work for the church and went down and did seminary, um, came back and I was actually working for a church and I had never really found my spot and was always so frustrated because I never felt like I could do kind of what I was felt like I was supposed to. I never could be me in a sense. Um, and the last job was no longer a go out and be around people. I became a secretary. Um, so if for those of you that might have a glimpse of me, picture me sitting in front of a computer all day long answering phones and doing somebody's schedule. I would love to see that. <laughs> I see you in the office sometimes by yourself on your own business. I was like, know. get me out of here. Yeah, I don't even know how you ever worked one of those jobs. <laughs> yeah, so so five days a week, oh. eight to five, sitting in front of a computer. I mean, against, I was miserable. That goes against your whole, life. Yeah. your whole being. Hated life. <laughs> Timmy's with me. She's like, oh, I know. I hate to get fired from that job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was just complaining to a buddy about it, rightfully so. It just was unfulfilled. And I've joked about this before. He could have said, buy a sewing machine. I mean, he could have said anything, but he just so <laughs> happened to say, hey, I've seen some guys washing cars. You could get a power washer and you could do like – Pretty easy business to get into, in a sense. I went and got a four thousand dollar loan, and and suddenly I was a mobile detailer. So, um, <laughs> okay, I mean, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I mean, there was there was no, there really wasn't anything that just like there wasn't like a a final. Oh, I've taken you guys long enough. It was just I was so unfulfilled with. I thought I could do more. And this just seemed like a pretty cool thing to do. And so I, I took that leap. Um, when you took the leap, what was the first thing you did? Uh, supplies. Uh, actually, we um, – yeah, supplies. So I got all my supplies. I learned the waterless technique because that was a big key for me to be able to leave when I did. Because I didn't have a power washer or the money to go buy a power washer. Because uh, I was I was at a car wash. Because everyone knows me for waterless, eco-friendly. But when I was working the car wash, I didn't know that at all. There was it was not heard of at all. So I learned how to use a waterless wash because I had a '99 Ford Contour. I had a. Oh, well, was because we. Okay, so I, yeah, okay, you I, I had kept a, talking to me. So Marty called me one day and he said, "Hey, I've got this 
Steph, you've got to come try. I got to come to my house, try this out. I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, it's waterless car wash. I'm like, what? and this is also 2009. Yeah, I think. And I'm at the car. I'm like, and right now it's 2018. Yeah. So it was way. Oh, I, way I was just ahead. like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm at a car wash Complete right now. Oxymoron. How are we? Like, yeah. how do you wash car with no water? All the dumb questions people ask that don't know about it, I ask those questions. And I, well, did I go to your house one day or one weekend or something? And and we, we used it. And I was like, holy crap. Like, you can really, like. Yeah. Did, we did, were just is... amazed. Like, the first times we used it, we just kept going. What the hell? Like, what? It didn't make sense. Yeah, it but didn't it, make sense But at visually all. and physically, it made sense. Um, so, yeah. Once I learned how to do that, I was able to now leap, jump out on, on my own because I had a little four-door car. All I needed was a couple bottles and a, uh, some towels. Marty let me borrow a cold water extractor. Um, and I just went to town. I had five clients that I kept from the, from the actual car wash that used me on every two week basis. They paid probably 50 bucks, 60 bucks every two weeks. So I was like broke. Like <laughs> I was flat broke, moved back home my parents for a while just to try to get, try to build the business up and get some more reoccurring. You know, but business. so, but, so first thing was finding the product. Correct. Well, the, the, the cheapest could, way to it do could it could also be finding which type of cleaning. Sure. would be a good thing that somebody like what fits their model better do now, they have a truck that they can put a now that people know that waterless is an option it's it, it works and yeah now you have options you can choose waterless you can choose uh what is it o and r yeah and then there's o and r have you used o and r trey no, i guess not have you guys pushed it my way no we don't even wow Right. Well, the way he threw that back at us. No, no, that's our fault. That's our fault. You guys are asking me. Yeah, we're asking you if you used it. Have you used ONR? You've been detailing for three years. No, I have not. Okay, Okay, that's simple. Yes or no fucking question. The two bucket method, Tiffany. Have you used it at all? Like the you got one solution bucket with your solution. Yeah, it's called ONR. Well, yeah, you use ONR. Okay, what's ONR? That's it's it's that's the type of brand, and then ONR is the well. But when when I when we sold you some green clean, you asked if you could use it. Like O&R. The two bucket meds, you have one, like one five-gallon. Is that what it is? The two bucket Yeah, yeah. one yeah. five-gallon with your solution. Yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah. You pour yeah. some into a bucket. Yeah. You got a, Wait, a sponge or a product. Oh, it no, is, but they're the ones that kind of. It's like Kleenex with tissue. Like It's not really called Kleenex. Kleenex is the brand. So is O&R. It's really called But everybody just calls it Kleenex. Okay. And that's how you've washed mini cars. Oh, yeah. I actually enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Especially in the wintertime. Right. So there's so there's basically three different ways you could go traditional, you know, which is fun now with the foam cannon and all that stuff, or you could go waterless, mm-hmm. or the newer is O and R, rinseless. I think is what it's rinseless, called. Yeah. Rinseless washing. That's the tra- that's the name for it. Oh, okay. um, so the first thing that somebody should do is pick what they're going to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I. I would say too, like don't like because I I got into later on is you're trying to buy the most expensive trolleys or buy what get what works and what's going to get you through a few cars and you don't agree. Well, I'll I'll jump I'll jump in on here a little bit because when I got introduced to you guys, you guys opened up a whole new section, especially with the waterless stuff. Um, I I all the time will go back and forth depending on the detail. We'll go back and forth between a, a either a waterless or actual a, a soap bath wash, um, and I feel like it's nice to have both in your uh, in your arsenal. Um, for DJ's sake, he it prides himself on being eco friendly and not want like not using water. So, depending on how you want to base uh, your company off of is going to be how you pick that. 
Uh, but right. I, feel, I feel like yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Figure out what method you want, and then yeah. you can find the right product. Yeah. Like if somebody has a truck, they could do. But if they don't have a truck, you can, that's what the, I'm saying. You the can reasonable way what you you're saying is instead go, of going you, to you buy can bootstrap a truck, it. you can bootstrap it. Yeah. When you first start, you can bootstrap. I if ran an extension cord. From this lady's nail salon to the middle of the parking lot to run power. Like, oh, yeah. it was the most embarrassing. She's the best. Uh, Lisa, dude. Lisa. She yeah. still uses us. I used to have to go in through 4%. all the little chairs. Dude, if you get 4%, you, I wouldn't even get paid. Like, <laughs> so cheap. Yeah. Anyway, moving on on that one. Sorry. I hope none of these clients <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, for me, I went instead of. I you know we're talking 2002. I knew nothing there. I don't even know if waterless was around. The only way you could wash your car was to get a power washer or use a water hose, but that would take forever. So I literally, I think the next day, if not the next week, I mean, it was very soon after that talk with uh, Chad, um, Chad Raver, who was the guy that told me, hey, you should go do this. Um, uh, I went and met, which is very interesting, this guy named Rick operated out of the VAP. Oh, really? Yeah. Right down same road, like literally like four doors down and across the street from where we're at now. Wow. And uh, he ran a, a, a pressure cleaning system, you know, it, it power washing and all that stuff. And I met with him, um, got some estimates, took those to the bank, told him what I wanted to do. And I somehow got a $4,000 loan to go buy the equipment and go buy the trailer but I didn't have enough to get a tandem axle trailer. I only had enough to get a single axle trailer. So I had a 500 gallon water tank and all this with a single axle trailer. That's just two wheels. Yeah. Do not ever do that. Uh, I almost died one night um, coming back from a Sonic at like two in the morning with a full tank of uh, water. And I had a, a tire blowout. I, I really don't know how I didn't die. Like the, the truck just flew over. 500 gallons. Yeah. How, much, how many pounds? I was yanking, like slammed on my brakes. And I, I just remember the truck. I was, I was on one side of the highway and then back to the other within seconds. And I was just all over the road. I, I, I really wondered how I didn't die that night. It was wow. crazy. So do not ever get a single axle trailer. <laughs> First mistake of, <laughs> of many for me. Um, that was, <laughs> was definitely, uh, uh, not fun. Um, so anyway, once somebody's picked out what style they're going to do, what's the next step, what's the next thing that they should grab? I would say their main core chemicals, right? Yeah, definitely your main core chemicals. Figure out what it is you're going to use, and uh, yeah, definitely the the best next step after figuring out what your uh, what your model is going to be. Um, and you said don't go buy a bunch of stuff. However, at first you do need to kind of test and experiment with a couple different things, right? Yes, definitely. But don't get caught up into dumping all your revenue into the next research. thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing with us new detailers is that you get so caught up in the you got a degreaser for you know there's a degreaser and then now there's a different one it's a different one it's like I would say it's shot. on soaps like let's just take chemical guys we're not going to shoot them <coughs> it's not a shot the name, at Marty, them. but that's exactly what no about. i mean that's like let's just dude for for know, for a 19 year old kid that's a sexy company like it literally. is but there's 10 different wash and wax soaps there's probably 12 there's, well yeah well then there's the other soaps and then Altogether, they might have thirty or thirty-five different soaps. You, say, you, you could choose. dump a lot of money into trying to find products. If you find something that works, just 
use it and keep working on other sides of your business and you can eventually go back and like figure out better products or ways of doing things. Let's just, just straight proven that it's some badass product going to change your business and up your profit margins. Sure. Then knock yourself out, but yeah. So Trey, have you experimented as you've gone around and as you've started doing more, are you testing and trying different stuff or yeah. how do you do it? I mean, I love to test. I love to test chemicals. Uh, I feel like you should always test chemicals. Uh, but yes, uh, you should. <laughs> I'm gonna hand the baton back off on that one. I just lost my train of thought. It's all right, man. Yeah. Cheers. It's only one beer tray. That's, That's right. not. Hey, <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> now, Tiffany, you've jumped around. You've tested a bunch of different stuff. Oh yes. You. Is that a common thing? You always want to test and play around with different things? Um, when the money isn't mine. There you Great go. Point. So when the money's yours. I have my set products. And you don't deviate at all? No. Why is that? Because I know what I can afford and what it works for me. And, and um, yeah. Yeah. I got my train of thought. Oh, it's back. <laughs> I don't know. Should we, go? <laughs> Should we get back to you on this? I don't know. This better be profound because you got better. profound. You got, Whoa. you got a bajillion listeners who knows how many you have. Oh, Listen yeah. to this right now, and they're gonna like hold on to your every word. So no, I think go. it's uh it's always very interesting trying new products. I feel like people should always try new products, uh, at least give them a shot. That's what one thing I liked about SEMA. Uh, got to walk around and look at and hear about a whole. Oh, bunch you were of in stuff. heaven, it seemed. You oh made yeah. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Um, but that's a good thing about being around you guys because Mari's always pulling something out of his little rabbit butt. His rabbit hey, butt. it's Paul. Hey, what's up? Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hey, not much. Hey, Paul's our neighbor. Paul just happened to stop by a couple weeks ago or so. Hey, come on I, in, Paul. I, I came over to show you all my new tap handle. Like Your new tap, tap handle, handle, huh? Well, Whoa. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> I got a picture of that. Paul, you brought a guest. I did. I brought a guest. Is uh, Travis. What's up, Trav? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Paul, is this your uh, favorite new tap handle? It, uh, it really is. Where do you pull it oh. down at? Hey, Paul, we're drinking Shipyard Pumpkinhead. Please give us a shot. Oh, no, we want you to try it. I want you to tell us what you think. You had Shipyard? I don't think I've had the uh, pumpkin yet. You want? You want oh, that's good. I like it. Sure. Yeah, get your can. Trey didn't offer to get you on when he was up. So wow. Whoa. You oh, didn't even right. grab me when you went and got you and DJ too. I named a restaurant choo -choo. after you. And this is how you that's it. Dude. He literally has a restaurant after you. Wait. I, really? He owns Trey's, yeah. Oh, really? I'm oh yeah, that's there. funny. So his name's Trey? Trey. <laughs> What's up, bro? Travis owns uh, yeah, local bar and grill here. Paul, we're talking while we drink uh, the shipyard, and so there'll be interesting two-minute segment from each of you. Since both of you are self-employed owners, um, give us a two-minute. What gave you the drive to get out and start a company? 
with it. All right, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, primarily, it was money. You know, I mean, you have to do something, right? And uh, I had a, a gentleman that uh, I, uh, I admired a lot told me, he said, you know, you can, you can make a good salary working for someone else. You can make a lot of money working for yourself. And so that's what I did. All right. Yours was money. It Total was. money. Yeah. I mean, you, right. have, you have to do something, right? Yeah. Travis? Mine was uh, mine was kind of interesting because being in the in the restaurant industry, it there's not really – the servers usually make more than the managers. So with where I was working at the time, I wanted, you know, more, more responsibility. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to eventually advance like anybody else does in any career. Um, but I knew that – advancement in the restaurant industry comes with a pretty hefty pay cut usually. Um, so I was like, well, I'll just jump over that and own my own. Cause that's really the only next step towards advancement unless you're trying to, you know, be in some type of corporate structure for the rest of your life in restaurants, which wasn't for me. So um, I still wanted to have the ability to do what I love, which was take care of people. Um, but I wanted to see more of it and advance with, Kind of my own independence of owning my own restaurant. So, what was the first steps that you guys did? Very first things, if you can remember. Well, I mean, Travis and I actually just started the company. Oh, a couple oh, yeah. months ago together. Nice. Um, you know, we came up with an idea. We tossed it off each other. For Is a it while. for nudie women on uh, on tap yes. handles? No, but it's uh, it's for nudie women at the warehouse. Woo! Yeah, actually, it's not. But nudie women toilet paper uh, roll. I'll oh. tell you the story. We were out there. <laughs> there was a car that pulled up. And, uh, you know, so a friend of mine and I were out here. And the car pulls up. And we're like, what are they doing? And so I go over to see, ask him, see, hey, do you, know, you need something or whatever? And uh, so it's an Uber driver and three drunk gentlemen. And they said they're looking for an underground strip club that's supposed to be here right around here. Have you guys ever heard of that? I bet you it's the Mexican group. Couple doors down, they they host. You've seen Dude, them. I mean, they host some massive it. parties. Really? Yeah, because yeah, they always and, uh, have parties. When I'm driven by, <laughs> they've got people in there literally two doors to down. dance and do different things. I'm dead serious. Oh yeah, they have some serious some serious parties, and that was not a, a racist statement. Like it's no. they're completely all Hispanic. It's it's a whole community of them that comes in has these massive fiestas. Yeah, it's a Hispanic event. Yeah, right. It is. Absolutely. I really bet. I wonder if well, because I said Mexican instead of Hispanic, so I didn't say. I'm I was trying not to. I can't wait to hear the comments yeah. on this you know, podcast. I was trying to be. No, it's the Oklahoma in me that I'm trying to be. <laughs> oh God, I'm trying to be more professional. <laughs> I think Marty just had that underground strip club. Yeah. Yeah. So you're starting out what it is, right? Is you go to the back so, door. You... So they're starting the counterpart, the underground male strip club. Hell yeah! Nice job, guys. Yeah, Trey will yeah, be right will. there. Oh. Hey, Trey will be your stripper. He literally, yeah. That's, Slow down. Yeah. That's cheap labor. <laughs> cheap labor. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, man. It's hundred dollars. All right, so hundred dollars. So business. Minutes. What was the first things that you did? Like, all right. So what we did is, you know, we were sitting, having a cigar, glass of wine. We we're talking. Came up with an idea. We thought, hey, you know, that's marketable. We can do that. And so one of the first things that we did, we went to the state uh, secretary of state site, made sure that we had our name that we wanted, that it was available. 
Uh, we formed our LLC online. Who'd you use? To form the LLC? We formed it online ourselves. We've done that before. We had a little bit of experience. It's really easy to do. Um, then uh, went ahead, did our, uh, uh, because you do your articles of organization online. We did our uh, partnership agreement um, separately. Uh, we have all the all that paperwork done. Got our logo done, um, you know, and now we're now we're working through the uh, contracts for our customers, and we're finalizing those, and then we should be good to go. Yes, and I would think two to two to four weeks. Cool, sweet, congrats. So that's that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because we we haven't talked about that so far. The first steps for detailers were to find which style they wanted to use, waterless or traditional or um, or rinseless, um, then find some good products to use. Uh, the, my next step was going to say to go and just start getting some cars to clean. I remember reaching out to a girl that I was trying to date and I cleaned her parents' car and then it was just some other family and friends and um, and at that time I was going to church. And so definitely then as the word spread around, then some of these people found out that, oh, he was cleaning cars. And all of a sudden I was getting some phone calls. So for me, that next step was just to get some revenue coming in, get some cars coming in. Um, I think that was that similar. You kind of reached out to some some friends after you got started. That's the best bet is reach out to friend and family. They can, I mean, you can do their cars just to. You can even do someone's car in a parking lot somewhere just to pretend you're doing something for for, for money and hope you can pass out cars to other people. So a lot of guerrilla marketing there. But yeah. Um. So once I mean, and we're talking first couple of weeks, not yeah. not six months later. No, definitely like, not. Like if you're wanting to step out and go out on your own, I mean, these are the initial first steps. Get your ass out there and start getting some cars just from whoever you can. Um, I think from anywhere in sales, right, Travis, the your your hanging fruit, the closest things you can grab are friends. Yeah, naturally. I mean, people, especially in the entrepreneurial side, and you see this with a lot of Kickstarters and stuff like that, like a lot of a lot of companies that handle this type, one I forget which one, but they came and spoke to us at the Big Symmetric Chamber luncheon. Um, they basically won't even put you on their site to start getting other funds if you can't get 25 people that will support your idea. Because if, if you have an idea and your friends and family don't think it's going to work and they aren't willing to support, it ain't going to work. Yeah. So, so the, the first customers, first clientele or whatever is anybody that's friends and family, I would then say that's when as detailers, then once you think that you've got some cars and you want to actually – step it out as a business that's the like the very next thing then is yeah uh each state has sos.gov so it's like oklahoma.sos.gov or something like that right. that's your secretary of state that's where you can go set up um uh we i did at first a dba so you've got the llc which you mentioned exactly. um for a lot of your service-based industries that are small you can run your business under your social security number. And so it's, you know, your name, Trey Duvall, doing business as um, Pure One. Pure One. Oh, sorry. What do you mean doing business as? I don't know. I'm just whatever name. So like, yeah. so like RDBA for Trey's Bar. RDBA is Trey's Bar and Grill. Sunday, Thursday, LLC is our LLC. 
but DBA doing business as Trade Bar and Grill. Yeah. So you and, can use them each and the key to having an LLC is, so of course, the protection. Right. Yeah, so, like, so, and I was going into that. But I, so, we're, so the premise of this is for like somebody that's working at a dealership or doing cars out of their garage. Some, how do they grow into and the, the steps to run and have a, a business? Right. And so, yeah, DBA, I was told um, for the way we did things is, when you're small, ten thousand a year, twenty thousand, fit like until you start getting up in revenue, stay as a DBA. But then definitely, I think it's somewhere around fifty to sixty. Once you start hitting that ballpark, was when I was told, and this was twelve years, thirteen, fourteen years ago. That's when to start an LLC. Right. Now, I think anytime anybody starts, you almost always, always now go straight into and, an LLC. You know, and there's two ways you can be taxed. You can be taxed as a partnership or an escort. And you make that election, um, you know, with the IRS. So, you know, you can do that. But the, the big key is, you know, your, your corporate protection. I mean, you know, if you end up messing up, a you know, some guy's paint job and, or, I mean, I don't know. something. No, no. Yeah. There. I mean, you know, you just, you just want that. And with the DBA, you know, I don't think you can get that. No, DBA, so your liability falls on, on your, your Social asset. Security. Which is a sole proprietorship, yeah. right? So, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you have a house. Well, it's not even a sole proprietorship because you. you can have an LLC that's a sole proprietorship. Yeah. The LLC is what protects you in case. Correct. Like those first couple of weeks when you're out cleaning a car, like, and something happens, they could come back or you're driving down the road in a company vehicle, they could come back on your Social Security number. The LLC is what protects it comes back onto the company instead of the right. Individual. And you can have sole member LLCs or multi-member yeah. LLCs, and but you still have that corporate protection just like you would have seen. Yeah. And, uh, so it's a, you know it's generally it's. Uh, All right, Tiff's got to go. See Before you, you go, tell us what you think of the beer. Like Rate the beer. it for us. What'd uh, you taste in it? What was that funny? Because I just got off of work and it, all, all I really tasted was just like after work relief. <laughs> oh, relief. So I tasted hints of pumpkin pie. Oh, uh, you're reading off the bottle. <laughs> I don't, I taste when I taste, I don't taste the pumpkin pie. I taste caramel. I, I taste caramel. I did taste the pumpkin, but it's, it's a, it's a real light pumpkin. And yes, the caramel. The caramel is so strong. Yeah. There's the spot. You can taste the nutmeg a little bit, but it's the caramel. I taste that caramel heavy. The and that's what I love about stays it. stays there the most, but it literally tastes like the sweetest uh, pumpkin pie I've ever ate before in my life. Yeah. It's like I can eating, tell. Yeah. You're not even halfway. You haven't even started. <laughs> I don't know how long beer. this guy. It doesn't matter, bro. You just drink beer. Drink beer. And what okay. Why are you guys giving me from what to what? He doesn't need another uh, one. He one doesn't have any gone. I'm perfectly fine. Paul's trying to give away his beer. Paul, right. thanks for stopping by. Hey, you bet. It's good to see you guys. Tiffany, Man. thank you for stopping thank by. And I'll oh, give it a four. A four? Good job. Okay. All right. I'll Travis, thank you. See Absolutely. Enjoy the beer. Thank you guys for stopping well, thank by. You. Yeah. We'll see you thanks for the input. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see you guys. Later, bro. Good to see you. You too, man. Hey, Trey's four-year anniversary is Saturday. Oh, really? Four oh. years. Um, we're going to have the OSU game at 2.30, OU game at 6.30. We're dropping a new menu. Um, we're doing a tap takeover from six to eight from Cabin Boys. Cabin Boys is going to come. Oh, wow. I love and Cabin put, Boys. Put five of their beers on. They're yeah. going to give nice. away glassware. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Saturday, Trade Bar Group. Sounds like a party. Yeah. All day. Thanks, man. Yeah. See you guys. Bye, guys. All right. So, if you were in Tulsa, go by Trey's Bar and Grill on awesome. Saturday.
uh, I've got Friendsgiving on a Saturday night. You got Friendsgiving? Friendsgiving? Yeah, when you're all your friends get together and get a bunch of wine. And Trey, food. did you get invited? <laughs> Fuck you, DJ! Oh. He's got <laughs> Friendsgiving, and we weren't invited. Damn! We spent more time with you than anybody else. This Fuck! Actually, I'm pretty sure I spent more time with you. It's actually with my small group, so... You well, really you didn't say that. You said when friends get together, you, guys you invite went, like, them over. Zero to a hundred and... Well, because you said it was when your friends get together. I didn't know I needed to get specific about who the fuck I was hanging <laughs> well, out with. We didn't get invited, <laughs> and we didn't make the cut as friends. God, hey, Trey. Yeah. It's okay, man. Whatever. It's all right, Trey. Maybe next year. I've been holding that back. Yeah, this this tastes tastes. Isn't that unbelievable? It. I was not expecting that. Oh, it's that's why it's my Drink. second favorite. It's a pale ale, which I wasn't expecting. It seemed a little. Is know. that what the bottle says? Yeah. Yeah, it, says it, yeah, it says it's a pale ale. Nice. I wonder. So I've tried to clone this beer, mm. and I wonder ah. if that's why. Maybe I didn't use the right. Uh, the right malt and the right stuff that creates a pale ale versus just a. Is it? Was that that first glass you had me on? No, you haven't tried. I've tried. And the yeah. other reason why I think it didn't work so the sweetness on this beer is really hard to match. It's from the caramel, though. Well, it's like a, the, it's no, a sweet they, and salt. No, so in, in brewing, a lot of times that sweetness gets eaten, the sugars get eaten by the yeast. Yeah. And so you don't get a, it's hard to get a sweet beer until you put like flavoring in or something at the end. Um, we tried to recreate it with um, lactose because lactose can be sweet, but it doesn't, the, the yeast don't eat it. So we tried to do it with lactose and it kind of semi, but not like this. This is still, uh, this is, does it? It's not. It's not. Harvest Harvest is my favorite, just because it introduced me to pumpkins and it's great flavor. That's the one you brought on last time. I didn't, yeah, this is way. But, but, you, this but you like is, it for I more drink, cinnamon yes, reason. It's so cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. For this sure. is what I drink nonstop throughout the fall and winter. It's so good. Yeah, it's my I, favorite. I could honestly drink. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say earlier. That that twelve pack's gonna be gone. Baby. Oh, it will. Yeah, it's gonna be gone. Jeez. Huh. Who's drinking it? All right. <laughs> so, DJ. <laughs> so we've 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 set up. We've picked out what business model. We've now gone into cleaning a couple of cars. Paul had a great, you know, suggestion. Then we get our LLC. We get our our company stuff set up with the state, um, and we're ready to be legal. Um, that is very important because at about that time. You also then need to get insurance, which we've had an insurance uh, discussion um, and uh, was beneficial for some um, good information. So go back and find that one and you can learn about uh, garage keepers. And you can learn about all the stuff, which we talked about why you need garage keepers insurance. Um, so we're not going to go into that. Uh, but so, DJ, when when we've got that done. Okay. Which is funny because a lot of guys, even me then, that was not my first thought was going to set up an LLC at all. Like, but go ahead. I'm just saying, like, that's when all is done, you're right. Well, no, feel free to okay, argue so, with me. This no, is I'm, not, like, I'm not arguing whatsoever. I just know that that's a necessity. When you first, that should be the first thing you do is go, go set your LLC up point blank. But when I was 19 years old, I had no clue that you had to go protect yourself to have a business. So a I didn't either, which is why I said I did a DBA. I'm just saying you, sh you should you should register with the state because you should if go you're going to go try yes. and get 
instead of saying, hey, I'm Trey Duvall oh, and write a check, like you'll only be able to do so much with people. You could never go to a company because you don't have an actual DBA Once or a business setup. Once you get established, people understand, like, catch on to that. But the, for the new guy that doesn't know, definitely go get legit first. Before you, and we're not talking thousands of dollars. You don't have to go bucks. to a lawyer. Like you bucks. can go, literally go to the SOS dot whatever your secretary it's of state. So easy. But so let's go into marketing. Yeah. All right. So we set that up. Right. We're starting to clean some cars. We've cleaned our parents' car enough. Uh, you, you know, your sister and brother-in-law, or you know, brother or whatever. Like their cars are clean. You can't clean them anymore. How do we start getting our initial customers? Hopefully, and it's 2019 or 18 now, so you're using social media. Hopefully, when you're cleaning your cousins, uncles, mom, dad, aunt, uncles' cars, you're taking videos, photos. I mean, you're literally, excuse my word, like whoring the shit out of it because, like, that's that's your bread. I mean, that's going to get your next job. So if you're taking photos and videos and before and afters and educational videos and whatever else um, – when you're doing those free or low paying details, that's what you use as marketing market. material yep. that you can use in the future. Um, so with social media now, I mean, you should, you, you're, you're, I don't want to say you're not going to succeed, but if you're not doing social media, there's a slim chance you're going to succeed. Before you do social media though, don't you need to get a logo? Oh, I, oh, I thought that was a, yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Though. Sorry. Well, you can back all the way up to, Oh, no, 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 no. Don't back up. You don't up. have to. Don't no, this up. is the time. Here's like, where we are. Yeah, because you're doing ensemble. You're doing, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're, you know yeah, exactly. And now so we now are it's set like, okay, up with the state. I'm confident. Now I've got, we need I've to got get the a state. Logo. I've got my products. I've got my chem- I've got my systems. Yes, you're right. They should still be okay. documenting and all that. But I was just saying, hold on. We need to We need to at some back point up. have yeah. a logo involved. So now you get a – and right now we got – what's that? Fiverr website? What's yeah. That, well, Fiverr. Fiverr.com. Fiverr. It doesn't matter. You can get – you can literally start a business low cost. Like you can start for what? Five bucks a logo up to 300 bucks a logo on Fiverr. Or you hire a friend or a guy in high school that just does graphic design. Like – there's endless ways to do a logo, but so logo, uniform. And how many times have you changed your logo? Oh, dude, uh, twice. Twice. That's fine. Yeah. At least you said. So the way I was going to say is, don't get hung up on your first logo. Do not <laughs> just just get something out there. I didn't put cheap. I didn't put just, an email address on my first business card. Yeah. My website was ecogreenmobiledetailing.com. It's a mouthful. Like now it's easily so, Tulsa. Like, so we can come, you can readdress it later. Just get, get some stuff the, put out, like have some, as detailers have too, some shell as detailers, we're very OCD. I get it. That's why so I said I'm, that. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Like you, if you're like, you're, you're very OCD. You want everything down to a T, like just everything perfect, but just get it out there and move on to the next thing. You can all, I, I'm constantly coming back to my business all the time and redoing things in my business. We'll get better as you go. Yeah. So, and then Trey, dude, man, look at this guy. Twenty-two knowledge years bomb, old. Dude. Wow, knowledge bomb. Oh, no, no, you it'll get better as you go. You'll get better as you go. Yeah, nice job, no, Trey. Dude, that was a fast hashtag. Wait it'll, get, it'll get better as you go. Hashtag. You get better as you go. What's Elena going to be? Mobile tech. What are you going to? What's your hashtag going to be in Orlando? Oh. You're getting better as you go. <laughs> <laughs> make, it out of, make it out of Florida. Man, oh. Hashtag make Should it we out go out? Hashtag. She's we... talking to girls tonight instead of dudes. <laughs> oh. That'll be a change. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> okay, well, tell the story because we can't throw you on yes. the bus no. without telling the story. Dude, so I was last so happy year, Trey like, came. Hell yeah, yeah. Trey, do you where, where, We were out somewhere and we met. No, we went to Hooters, no. right? Was, where did we meet? We, we met Peaks. some. Oh, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Hooters, blah, blah, blah. We met some chicks ish. You met, you talked to, whatever. I was exhausted. I mean, I think me and your dad just sit there all night like, ah. But fuck these mules, right? Yeah, now. it was stupid. But um, mules, but somehow you got a number, and <laughs> we went back to the hotel or whatever that. It wasn't a hotel. Resort. Well, some resorts or something. We were at whatever that place. Orlando we was always cool because they they put you in these. They don't put you there, but the but the stay is a resort, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and so Trey was like, okay. And he was talking to her and like, he took up, we were like, hell yeah, Trey, nicely done, bro. Way to go. And then in the morning we wake up and we have to go super early in the morning to go to, to the, the airport. airport. And we're like, where the fuck is Trey? That motherfucker. Well, good for you. But we knew you would get over to her house and your ass wouldn't be back over here. So we were pissed the fuck off. And we're finally like, listen, we're leaving. And I think we even tried to leave you voicemails. We tried to call you. And then all of a sudden, we're loading the car, about to literally pull out and leave you at Orlando. <laughs> was his, did you guys have his bag in the car? No. You guys they just there. left everything in there. I got there. And yeah. he was running across the, was the parking lot. It was a big-ass resort. Well, I was a, trying to find out where he was. We were all I, calling him. I ran across that yeah, whole resort. That and we come big. to find out he never hooked up with the girl. He ran into a bunch of dudes <laughs> at the resort and spent stayed up all night talking to dudes okay. at a bar. So when I heard this story initially, I was just like, oh, hell yeah, Trey, like, nicely done. <laughs> nice and then I heard this part of the story, I'm just like, what in the hell? Yeah, you, know what? you don't want to say that? Fuck Uber. That's what oh, I have to say. No. Uber, Uber. Denied, Uber denied my car, and it was, like a 30, it was like a $30 charge to drive. However the fuck far it was for this chick to whoever, and then she started flying, you know, I was like, well, fuck it anyways, I'm not going to drive all the way out there. Hold on. And so then you I started skipped past a 30 minute drive to hang out with dudes all night and almost miss your flight. Either way. Uh, I couldn't pay for it. We, yeah. I couldn't pay could, for it's, it. It's, and then there was free tequila getting handed out. Oh, okay. So, I mean. So he had a legitimate reason. It's just, it's you're at like five in the morning and he's running into the car and we're like, well, was it at least worth it, motherfucker? And he's Definitely. like. Uh, I don't know. I met these pretty cool dudes, and we were like, "Wait, what?" Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so glad I missed that trip with you guys. Yeah, that was a brutal ride to the airport. Uh, we didn't. We barely made it onto that flight. You want to talk about barely. what we saw on the way to the oh, airport? No, we don't have enough time. That was Florida's crazy. Yeah, still got a little. Bit. So speaking of mobile tech, um, I actually had a phone call today. We've been trying for now over a month to get um, our pints and polishing uh, pint night that we did at SEMA at Mobile Tech. And um, we think that we are super close. We will get a official uh, uh, price on Friday. Um, but uh, the, the finally, we we're now in discussions with management at, uh, at the hotel that everybody's staying at. So we're looking at Friday night. I don't know the time yet, but uh, this guy was super cool. He was like, even, hey, y'all basically just want a keg, don't you? I'll just see what I can do about getting you some kegs and have your own uh, pour spouts and the whole patio is yours. Like, he was really trying to set us up proper-like. So 
kudos. Um, more information next week, but it looks like we might get to do pint night uh, at Mobile Tech in January. Sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. DJ in Las Vegas 101. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. All right, so um, quickly as we're going to wind it down, um, let's rate the beer. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to five. Like, yeah, yeah. Five. It's a five. Is, it's, is it one out of five? One yeah. out of five. I mean, it's super crushable too. If you just needed to chug beer, yeah, you could chug. This you could chug beer. this like crazy. So, so I said, it's, it's, it's not a. It doesn't sit heavy it sits at in all. A lot. And then there's and it, that sweetness on the aftertaste. I, I'll definitely go. Like I'll go with the five. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it's it, it's yeah. just kind of hard. Is this the first fives all the way around? Yeah, it, it's be. hard. I, I think it'd be really hard for wow. somebody not to. I think it'd be hard for somebody not to like this beer. First fives all the way around. Definitely a five. Five, five, five. Five, five, Shipyard. five. Five, five, five. Even though pumpkin head. Eight, eight, <laughs> eight cans on the table. I mean, yes. Um, Is there more over there? Um, no, we got more in the fridge, though. We definitely do. All right, so um, fives all the way around. Super love the beer. Anybody that can grab Shipyard, highly recommend it. Let's 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 recap. All right, we we've started. We've branched out of whatever job or whatever we are doing because we really want to do something on our own. We've done some details. We've reached out to friends and family. Then we went and got situated with the state. We've now got some insurance because even though I know that's a hard thing to do at first. And getting a business name and getting some insurance, it just it it solidifies you um, and gives you protection because especially like let's say you're in a big city and you're driving and you're in your company vehicle and you hit somebody like it's just there's it doesn't matter. I mean, there's there's all kinds of scenarios that you can do highly beneficial to get some insurance. We've created a logo that can be done very cheap. Um, we have then began social media by just documenting. And just briefly, the point on documentation on social media is not showing off how amazing dude, your oh reflection gosh, shots dude. are. Or it's educational. It's Why? educational. Especially in the early, like right Especially now, early. I can go right now and post a bunch of like, ooh, look at this, like, who can, like, but the beginning is when it's crucial. Like you can't be showing off to detailers. Like you literally talk talk to the general public on what you can do as a business and why they should choose you. Literally, that, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Oh well, oh, okay. not why they should choose you. No, I would say why somebody should get a detail. Like this lady had two kids in her back seat, and tell she had these. Yes, tell, you tell the story. Yeah. she had these two kids. Here's where the carpet stains, and you do a before picture, mm -hmm. you show some scrubbing with a video or something, and then you do a follow-up picture showing that you've cleaned it. That tells us, and then you, you know, maybe even a, uh, a picture of the customer driving off or, you know, or if the lady lets you take their picture, yeah. you know, whatever you can do to personalize it for the 500 other women that are 
two miles away, definitely in your vicinity that have kids, how should they see and why should they want to? Stacey, you want to talk about how to retain that client too? That's sure, a whole, a whole we'll that's, that's no, that's that's way too far on out there, way too far on out there. So I would say closing it down. Um, what would be your what would be your guidance to your eight years in? You're looking back at your first year, all the struggles, the ups and downs. What would be your suggestion of? like a Monday motivation type of deal. How do you get through, you know, I'll go. And then you, maybe that, that, that may make sense. So I remember um, specifically times that I wrote a rent check for the month and gave it to my roommates. First of all, I didn't go try and rent a place by myself. I got roommates so that I could share some of my financial burden because if I'm going to be out there only cleaning cars as my financial um, means of making money, I wanted to decrease the amount that I was spending every month. So I had roommates. Um, I didn't go buy a big fancy truck or I didn't go buy, this is what's crazy about guys that start detail businesses. And then two months later, they got a fucking brand new truck. And you're like, uh, bro. <laughs> like, so um, I kept the same vehicle and I adapted. Um, I didn't increase much of my expenses. Hmm. Um, because in business, you're going to have ebbs and flows. Every business does. But especially if you're starting off small, you're riding waves. You know, you might for a couple of days get some cars, and then you don't have anybody for two days. And then you might get a couple, and then you might not. And depending on what general area you're at, you might have weather that affects that, or you might not. But here in Oklahoma, we definitely have weather that affects cleaning cars. And so you have a lot of ups and downs. And so you have to minimize your expenses and you have to learn to ride the waves. You start making money, don't go spend it. Put some back so that when you're starting to go down, you have enough cushion. And that was hard for me. I mean, like I said, there was times I wrote a check and here all I knew is here's my rent money. I didn't have money for food. I didn't have money for gas. All I had was... I knew that for the next 30 days, I had a place to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's just the way, I mean, a lot of us, that's the way it is. And so my suggestion, looking back, is that don't go spend a bunch of stupid money. Save it when you get, you get let's say you got a day where you get three or four cars. Okay. <laughs> don't all of a sudden go out to eat and go buy a bunch of this and that. Like, put it back because you don't know what it's going to be like next week and you need some cushion to go back and forth. That's my suggestion. I mean, just hearing your suggestion, I'm like, naturally I, I piggyback because I mean, with, with several team members and several, and I've got a lot of expenses in this business and I've got to start, you've got to put money back. I mean, that's definitely, definitely a, um, an important thing to do because you never know when you're going to have two weeks of an ice storm for two weeks where, now you're like, oh crap! How am I gonna pay my uh, rent or mortgage or whatever? I don't know. Like, but if you're not putting money back and having a savings, a savings account or a, an emergency fund, um, yeah, I'll say emergency fund. It's hard to do a savings account. account. An emergency fund is yeah. That's what I was. Yeah, a lot of Dave Ramsey there, but emergency fund. <laughs> no, for real. Like Dave Ramsey's the shit. Um, having an emergency fund is definitely key because it can float those times that are really, really tough and hard. You never know what's gonna what's gonna happen financially. So. You know, without money, you don't have a, a business. So uh, I, I can't help but piggyback off that. Nice.
Cool. Uh, we've got a tab out time. It's winding down for the evening. And um, this is where, um, and Trey, we're going to let you do the honors. This is where you can ask any question, right? You've probably experienced it when you're at the bar at um, Orlando with a bunch of dudes and <laughs> they're like, got to go. And you're like, hey, man, but uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you ask a question. Any random question, what is it? What, to you guys or just to anybody? In general, here? yeah. To us. To us, but yeah. then anybody can leave comments too. You got to go quickly. Quickly? Mm -hmm. um, oh, God. Uh, you did put him on the spot. I did. You did. So this is for, I guess, like other people listening, but how long did it really take you guys to find your bare essential products that you know? You Great question. Like, Great how, question. How, like truly, how long, to, where, you guys, <laughs> where you guys are at now, how long did it take you to get there? So just, just so that way people. Yeah. No, that's a great question. So how long does it take you to get six months? A couple months? I mean, I, oh, bare essential? No, I'm talking about, no. To like where you're, you're, like you your essential you products where you can go out and comfortably go check uh, out stuff. Your arsenal. Your arsenal. Like when you find like that's Like right now. I, I don't I, know. I would say. Because I know okay. DJ's been using the same stuff. For, yeah, you got that. How long did oh. it take you though? No, I mean literally like years because yeah. like we just now got Sonax win. But you, but to your point though, you said don't go try a bunch of random shit. But still you try, found dude. what your core, and then every once in a while you'll try something, and you then you might up. kick. You know, Sonax right came now, in and you kick. Take everything that I have, my arsenal, and go to a job. And yeah. Do so it took you years and years. Multiple. That's the years. answer. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you, Trey, for coming. Trey Duvall, what's the what's the oh, oh, DJ's DJ Patterson? DJ I'm Patterson, Marty at Total Auto Solutions. Pure One Mobile Detail. All right, cool, man. Thanks. Have a great night. Make it a great night.